welcome to Romancing the Game. My name is Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. Uh, welcome to today's episode about <laughs> Mystic Messenger. Uh, we are covering the deep story routes deep today. Deep story. Yeah. For yeah. Jumin Han and 707. I was going to say, which name are you going to use, Jordan? Which name? Um, I, one you know, they'll recognize. <laughs> I, I feel like they missed a beat and it should have been 808. 808. 808 and Heartbreaks. It's a, uh, um, it's a, it's the bass in songs. Oh, well, part of the reason that they may have chosen 707 is because if you flip it upside down, it's LOL. Yep. (laughs) Okay. And he, when you first meet him in the other routes, not to get too deep into it, but he's very like fun and, uh, fun. Flirty, nerdy. Not, necess- not in the other routes. He's more Nerd, like fun and pranky nerd flirty. and like yeah. tries to have a fun time all the time. But anyways, <laughs> spoiler warning before we go too much further. <laughs> this is your spoiler alert. Your spoiler alert. We're going to talk about stuff you might want to leave alone if you don't want to know all the story. So this is your spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. This podcast will contain spoilers. As is the nature of discussing overarching story, we will be covering various plot points during this show. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. And I am going to just roll right into our Mystic Messenger content warnings, which is quite the list. Um, So content warning, things that we're probably going to be touching on in this episode. And if these are triggering for you, please, you know, you don't have to listen to this. You can skip to our next lighter hearted episodes. Um, This one in particular does get pretty dark. Um, And that's okay, folks. We know you still like Mm -hmm. it. We just want to make sure that you're in a good mood when you're listening. We care Mm -hmm. for your mental health. We do. Um, So if any of these give you a trigger, please, you know, don't don't worry about it. Skip this one. Um, kidnapping, drugging, car accidents, pet death, bombs, cults, brainwashing, mental health crises, childhood trauma, suicide, false accusations of sexual assault, codependency, video game addiction, delusion, torture, stalking, and toxic work environments. Yay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like I, for- um, I, you listed it off before, but I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. And Actually, not all of those will apply say- to these. Did we say cults? Yeah, and um, we might not cover on every single one this episode, but most of them we will, and we could reference the other route. So it's always good to be safe. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'll give you a basic uh, condensed plot overview so you guys understand what you're going into in case you haven't watched our other episodes, listened to our other episodes. Mystic Messenger is the game we'll be talking about today, known as Susan Messenger in Korea. Uh and it's a female-oriented Atomi mobile game produced by Chiritsu. Your character um, is staying in a studio apartment office for Rika's fundraising association, hereby referred to as the RFA, under imme- uh, mysterious circumstances. <laughs> While those circumstances are being investigated by the leader and hacker of the organization, you help the RFA plan a charity event and experience a love story through receiving uh pre-scripted phone calls and texts depending on the relationships with the other characters. 
And that's I found our intro. Love in a hopeless place. <laughs> oh, it's it is hopeless. It is. Oh, hopeless. It is. <laughs> in these routes, it is very, very, very hopeless. Yes. I feel like we're hitting the emo part of this thing. In, um. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's um, yeah. actually less intense than other routes, kind of. But we'll get there. We'll talk about. Oh, we will it. get there next time. <laughs> yes. Um. Are we starting with seven or do you mean? Did you want to do the game intro stuff, Tani, or do you want to just? Yes, right. No, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to try my best. Um, again, we've done as much research as we feel like we can. And then I'm also trying to remember all of the research that we did. So I'm doing <laughs> my best. Um, so Zen is voiced by John Kim. Uh, we can uh, do yeah. for just uh, okay, Jumin and two. Cool, cool, cool. So then seven is uh, voiced by Youngsun Kim, and uh, there he is. Jumin. Jumin is voiced by Youngwoo Shin. Yes. Yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. Those are the two we're going to be talking about today. Yes, and I, I'm i trying to stick to one pronunciation of Jumin's name because there's a couple different ways it can be pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> Jumin, Jumin, yeah, I, Jumin. I, I, it, there's a lot. Um Languages are complex. <laughs> so uh, I at least will be saying Jumin. Uh, the other two people are free to say Jumin, whatever floats your guys' boat. Um, I, I think, think it's in my head probably... is Jumin. Yeah. So, so it'll happen. <laughs> yep. um, I think we should start with Jumin um, okay. because it doesn't go into the crazy stuff Agreed. as much as 707. You don't get quite as much of the story. Yeah. Um, so to give you guys a breakdown um, and go over Jumin once again, uh, Jumin is one of the deep story characters uh, for routing. And he is a son of a wealthy family and the heir of CNR International, of which his father is the one of the founders and the CEO of. Um, within CNR International, he is the executive director. Um, so he does take on a lot of projects and work and is really high up in the company. He has a lot of resources at his disposal. Um, and he is one of the group that um, is considered more stoic and uh, a bit standoffish. Um, as you come to know him during these routes, uh, he is very close with his pet cat, <laughs> Elizabeth III. Elizabeth um, III. She's so sweet. <laughs> and she's like a like a fancy cat that you would probably see in fancy fe- feast commercials. Uh, all white, blue eyes, um, very pretty. And it is... One of his defining character traits and will come up in his route often, very, very often. He sends um, you a cute picture of her little toe beans at one point. It's great. Yes, she is. Dude, cute, toe beans to are be the fair. cutest. They really are. <laughs> um, but throughout knowing him, he is very serious. He's very quiet. Um, you notice throughout interacting with him that he does not open himself up very much. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. Um, And he is one of these people that would always 
go to logic. He doesn't mm-hmm. usually make emotional decisions and he always falls back on logical discussion, um, which makes him actually sort of the peacemaker of the group, even though he fights pretty often with uh, Zen, as you would have known from our Zen episode. Well, I think um, the big thing is he and Zen just have such different outlooks on how life and the world works that they just don't agree mm-hmm. on anything ever. Yeah, they enjoy That's- arguing <laughs> is accurate. <laughs> um but uh, to get into his route, so we're not just talking about his personality and you guys yeah. kind of get examples of what happens here. Juman's uh, casual start story starts off like the others. Uh, you go into the messenger due to the mysterious circumstances, and he's pretty wary of you to start off with. Um, he is accepting eventually, um, but still wary. And Because this party is something that his best friend growing up, V, the leader of the RFA, wants to still proceed with, he is very determined to see that through. So he definitely still wants to get this party going. Um, With talking to him and doing like your, your flirty options, you become very close to him pretty quickly um, and have a good understanding of each other. And uh, you like start getting a little bit of snatches of his sense of humor, which most people generally think is not funny. (laughs) Um, It's kind of not. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny in a way, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then like, it's cute that he's trying to be funny. I think. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it is kind of funny. Like when you start talking to him, people, the other people start noticing how much nicer he is to you. Um, because you're starting to break through to him, but he doesn't really recognize that he's doing that because he has such like a disconnect from how his emotions affect how he talks to others and that kind of stuff. Um, to not like prattle on and on and on, eventually, <laughs> um, you grow closer and he starts talking to you a little bit more about him growing up. Uh, and how difficult it was with his father, who is the CEO of CNR, because his father has a very interesting relationship with women. Um, he's a womanizer, and it's something where he was loving to Jumin, but he was absent. And he usually had different women that were with him and hanging around him that were there because of his money. Um, well, and very easily like gets taken for rides by these women too. He just kind of lets them walk all over him a little bit. So I'm not saying they're all gold diggers. They're mostly gold diggers. Yeah. 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 And they, they aren't with his father for love and Jumin, he can see that like as a kid, you're perceptive and he knows that. So his relationship with women, he always, completely cut himself off from even thinking about romantic stuff because he doesn't have any good views of it. He hasn't seen a healthy relationship. Um, but go ahead. And we alluded this, we alluded to this in, in Jay, he's route. Um, but one of the reasons Jay, he wound up cutting her hair is because chairman Han, Mr. Chairman, Jumin's father had a bad habit of sleeping with Jumin's assistants. Yeah. So. And he would be, um, Juman, one of the reasons he's so 
covetous of Jehi being his assistant is because she has no interest in using her position to get closer to Chairman Han either. So uh, Chairman Han is, you know, Jumin's father. And this is one of the reasons why he relies so heavily on her and is so pushy to what she does. It's not right. <laughs> and not by right the end all. of this route, um, I would hope that your relationship with him helps him understand that overworking Jay, he is not acceptable. <laughs> um, well, that's, I think but, in this route as much, almost as much as Jay, he's own route, you get kind of close with her and you yeah. are able to like convince Jumin to not be a douche. Right. So. And you're distracting too. You convince yeah. him to work less because he's a workaholic and therefore, there's less for Jehi to do. <laughs> wouldn't it be more... Wait. So he does less work, but wouldn't that mean Jehi has to do more work? Not really, because basically he likes to create work for himself, and he keeps making more projects that don't need to be done. He's like, oh, we're going to do this project. We're going to do the cat project. We're going to open a coffee shop. Like... He has this bad habit so when of he's just picking up extra work. That. <laughs> yeah. So work harder. Yeah. Wait, work smarter, not harder, is not necessarily in his vernacular. Nope. He works, he works smart, very but yeah, smartly, no. but also very hard. Um, yeah. Within Jayhee's route, we're seeing a lot of stuff from her point of view, and she is correct. I'm not saying she's not correct because woo, Jubin in that <laughs> route. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um. But he is such a workaholic and he grew up in this environment and this mindset and he's very good at his job. And Jayhee in her route and in this route does say that he has more work than she does and he does more work than she does. He just has a rich guy lifestyle. So somebody Mm. cooks his food. Somebody takes care of his stuff. They clean his apartment. They do all of the stuff. You know, all of those things that rich people get done for them, Mm -hmm. that that rich people have to do themselves. (laughs) Their own laundry, all of this shit. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she makes it very clear that, you know, Jumin definitely... He just doesn't stop working. He literally doesn't stop working. There's times in this route where your character has to be like, hey, what's up? I'm right here. Hello. Good day. Yes. Hi. You, <laughs> should, yeah. you should pay attention to me. Right. Um, so. And one of the kickoff things for his story where things start getting, you know, uh, real conflicty is Jubin shares a dinner with his father and his father declares his intentions to marry a woman. Uh, this is one of the women that shows up in this route. Glam Chua, uh, Choi, Che, Shui. Yeah. Shui. There's a bunch of names (laughs) to pronounce this too. (laughs) We're going to go with Shui. And he wishes additionally to arrange marriage between Ju Min and Glam's student, Sarah. <sighs> I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. neither does Jumin. <laughs> and um, Jumin... Kind of backstory here is that yeah. the press and a lot of other things, because Jumin has never shown any interest really in women, he's never dated. So the press has like this huge, you know, almost smear campaign that Jumin may be gay. And Jumin kind of just doesn't care that this is the perception of him. Um, 
so. he really only cares about his work and what affects his work at this point. So that's something that comes up multiple times um, within other routes and everything. He can like take the punches that the press throws at him because he's like a rich, wealthy guy. If he needs to drop off of his work, he still won't have any problems supporting himself. He's mm-hmm. very wealthy. Um, not that he would want that because he uses his work as a crutch, but it is something that he acknowledges. Like if he gets into trouble like this, it's not going to really affect him long-term. Mm-hmm. But because of this, um, Juman has like resigned himself to his father's ways and what he does. I think his father has already been married several times. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the things where he's like, okay, another one. But then his father is now trying to push this upon him because he's so taken in by this current woman that he's seeing, Glam, that she has convinced him that this is a good idea. <laughs> and so he has now have he now has a sour relationship with his father. Because Juman in the past has let this fly with his father because his father still treats him as a son, right? Mm -hmm, He still treats him lovingly and doesn't drag him into his messes. In Jayhee's route, he still had his father pushing work on him because this new woman that he's with wants a specific thing or they want a specific project. And during that route, he had intentionally ignored it to sort of get mm-hmm. back at his father and focus on a project he wanted. Of course. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but in this one, now his father is trying to force this change in his life and have him marry somebody that he doesn't know when Juman has no interest in relationships like that. And so <laughs> he is not able to change his father's mind. And now he's returning to the chat room of discussion to vent his frustrations, which Juman never does. <laughs> he he doesn't let the shit get to him. And now he is working to, like, he's not on the chat room as much. Now right. he's pulling himself away, um, freaking out to himself, uh, thinking bad things about his father, that his father's pathetic. Um, and everybody's starting to get worried. Um, Jay he because it's affecting his work. Um, and now articles are starting to come out in like media papers about a quote unquote relationship between Juman and Sarah. So not only is his father oh. doing something that's against his will, mm-hmm. somebody wink, wink, is nudge, nudge it to the press is leaking shit to the press. <laughs> that's not cool. That's super yeah. not cool. It's, very uncool and jumin is like really hurt by this actually yeah like even more so than any of the other things that have ever gone around the media about him yeah and not only that um glam and sarah go to jay's home they go to his assistant's home in order to question her about his relationships with women in the past and what he's like and what he likes And she tells everybody, obviously, like she makes people aware of that. And now Jumin's struggling with his love for his father and not knowing what to do in this situation because he's being backed into a corner. 
Um, well, and I think another big piece of this is, of course, he's starting to open up to your character quite a bit and starting to maybe have romantic feelings there, which he's never yeah. had before. Yeah. So that's a whole thing. It's at this stage that something happens that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Zen uh, has yeah. a premonition dream. Um, for those of you at home... There's this weird thing in this game where Sen kind of has future dreams. Um, yes, and they always come true. come true. They always come true. But magic isn't really a, a here magic in this setting, thing. but this is something that he does. <laughs> Maybe he's just super perceptive. Mm -hmm. But he has a premonition dream about Jumin's cat, Elizabeth III, escaping the penthouse in which Jumin lives. Oh, no. Um, yeah. and Jumin outright states that he thinks it's bullshit, <laughs> but <laughs> he gets completely seriously Obsessed. anxious about it. He starts thinking that, oh my God, what if Glam and Sarah come and try to steal Elizabeth III to blackmail him into doing what they want? Mm, that's not good. Um, let me preface this just a tiny bit by saying in previous routes, you know that Jumin knows, like, down to how many hairs Elizabeth usually loses per hour when she's stressed. Oh, dear. Um, like, this is the level of, of um, obsession he has for his so cat he, Elizabeth. So he definitely is cat mom. Yes. He That's knows actually a nickname naps. that he has. Yeah, I, yes. I was looking at the, <laughs> okay, the yeah. fan wiki. He knows when she naps. He knows when she eats. He pays attention to the trajectory of her cat jumps and like everything about this cat. He is super attentive to. So this is the point where he starts to think maybe he needs to keep Elizabeth the third in a cage. Yes. Um, and he does. He gets a cage for her and locks her up. And there's a lot of discussions that he has with you and in the group chat about how badly he feels for keeping her in a cage, but he feels like he has to, to keep her safe. And as you discuss more and more, there is a bit of a revelation that the way he got this cat is it was a gift to him from Rika and uh, Rika and V technically, but mostly Rika. And he had some feelings for her. When for Rika, um, while V and her were in a relationship, that he has been projecting onto his cat and his care for his cat, in addition to his anxiety and like the sadness and helplessness that he feels. And he's been using her, like Elizabeth, as a crutch of sorts to deal with his emotional turmoil. Because he keeps everything so locked away in order to maintain that logical, cool facade, um, which is super healthy, as I'm sure you all are aware. <laughs> right. Of That's how you should love your pets, isn't it? Like, too much. Yes. <laughs> and everybody's getting very worried about him. There's a lot of red flags going on. And Jayhee and 707 actually suggest that you go and visit Jumin. Because um, he's been opening up to you so much that they think your presence will help like soothe him back him down up. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you arrive, Jumin is very much like, oh, hi. And becomes like immediately, immediately um, 
smitten. smitten? Yeah. yeah, I think smitten. <laughs> it's he like becomes very like interested in everything outright as soon as you meet in person. Um, so <sighs> this coupled with the fact that Jumin has no romantic experience and has no actual experience in dealing with his emotions. And also doesn't have a good role model to, like, work off of. <laughs> it starts you off pretty tumultuously. Um, he kind of goes into an emotional nosedive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite being there to soothe him and everything, this actually, like, amps up his anxiety. Because not only are... Are, is he dealing with this anxious situation where his father's trying to re like arrange his love life? He also is now fully acknowledging his feelings that he has for you, even if he hasn't said it to you necessarily outright. But you um, can tell. You the can, tell. can tell. Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> obvious. And immediately he presses for you to stay the night. At his apartment, instead of going home, he's like starts justifying it like it's already too late, it's dangerous, um, and all of that kind of stuff. And you'll so you basically, baby, it's cold outside. Kind yeah, of, sort of, kind of. It's a little bit like he knows that it's dangerous for you at Rika's place too, you know, a little bit, and he can keep an eye on you here. Well, he, Jumin doesn't know about the bomb, correct? No, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> um. <laughs> So this is one of the things that, like, when you play this route after all the other ones, you're like, that's interesting, Juman. Uh, you had uh, certain feelings about me staying over at Zen's when I was in right. Zen's route. Um, and but now Zen it's your place. And the other people. So now it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. And Zen and the others do go, um, I don't think that's okay. That's not a great idea. And you can say, like... That it's just nothing's going to happen. You mean a gentleman and you trust, you trust him, him, all this kind of stuff. Or you can go the bad route and say, oh, it's fine. And like Fuck encourage off, fine, his obsession, kind of. This is also the night where you can ask why he is locking Elizabeth in a cage. Um, you put a cat in a cage. They don't like it's, that. I know. <laughs> and... You can say, like, he he will say that he doesn't understand why she doesn't like it um, and talk about that. Or you can be like, oh, the cage is very pretty, which I do not encourage. <laughs> don't say it. Don't do it. Oh, like good idea. I don't like it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, no. I don't know much about cats other than they're not dogs. Yeah. Yes. But I do know <laughs> that, A, they don't like being pet like they're dogs. And B, they don't like being put in cages. Yeah. Yeah. This is also a point at which Zen literally says, like, you should just remember that the main character, you, yourself, is not Mm. a pet, right? And Jumin's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm going to make breakfast. It's fine. Yeah. So (laughs) this is when Jumin starts getting into possessive behavior. Like, he can kind of see that he's doing stuff weirdly and that he shouldn't but he's trying to also figure out how to approach things so zen asks for a picture to make sure that you're okay jumin's like no i you're not allowed to see her i don't want 
to be I don't want anybody else to look at her like that kind of stuff not exactly in those words but it's weird red flag enough Mm -hmm. um and this is this starts to be the part of the story where you can start directing where this story is going to play out guiding him into understanding that this is wrong and that you're not a pet and that you're a person and all of that stuff or you can start encouraging this obsession that he's having and doing this kind of stuff um you stay the night um juman says that he's going to make breakfast and you know that you're tired and all of this stuff um you notice that he's now very 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 attached with you and in the morning he's sad that you have to go so at this stage he's still about to let you leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) um oh i did not like the way you phrased that sentence (laughs) (laughs) he wonders if he if he should stay home if you're there um and then like if he he, stays home from work you don't have to leave yeah but then jay he convinces him to come into work and you guys start talking about it and go, well, if you stay here, you can watch Elizabeth the third and he can go into work and like help calm some of the anxiety and do all of this. However, Juman then goes to introduce you to the head of his security. So they know who, who this person is inside his apartment. And Elizabeth runs out the door and escapes. Well, he opens the cage. He's like, I'm going to let her out because you're going to be watching her. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, no. And she does a runner. She does oh, a runner no. out the door. And well, you put the cat in the cage. What do you expect? Yeah. So now <laughs> Juman's tentative hold upon his emotional state is deteriorating rapidly. Ooh. Um. He becomes very, very anxious and like actively anxious. And you offer to go look for her. You're like, oh my gosh, let me go look for her. Like you, in the story, you feel bad because it was your offer to stay that had him open the cage and she ran out the door, even though it's not your fault, Mm -hmm. which I acknowledge this is one of the things about Atomi Games that make me go, don't take uh, fault for things that are not your right. fault. But <laughs> you offer to go look and he is like, no, no, you, you should Can't not leave. leave. You, you, leave. you shouldn't leave. Not now. You should never and leave. You should never, ever leave. Please never don't leave. leave. Maybe don't leave. Please don't leave me. And <laughs> this is when people start becoming very worried about you. <laughs> um, Jayhee and Zen specifically are like, what the fuck is going on there? One, are you safe? Two, is he making you stay there? Like, yes. what's it, up? It becomes very worrisome. And to be completely fair, everybody else in the RFA is like, hey, um, what's going on? This isn't okay. Please tell us that you're okay. Are you? Is he making you stay there? Like, all of this kind of stuff. Whereas you are trying to calm him the F down. Man, that... Yes. What's more than a red flag? A red flag and a siren? <laughs> uh-huh. a, a red barn and a klaxon? Like, so I feel like not, there's a lot of warning signs here. Not to defend Juman's actions because they are wrong. I was literally talking to Tani about this before he joined the call, Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're playing the route, 
it's not as black and white as just talking through what's happening because mm. he is talking to you and talking about what he's feeling, how he acknowledges that this is weird. He is giving you openings to leave, but also making it clear that he really does not want you to leave. Um, but he's also and, like, if you do wish to leave, like, I'll make that happen. I'll send one of my security guards with you back to the apartment, etc. Like, But he's like, I really don't want you to leave, though. Like, it's, I really don't want you to leave ever. I want you to stay here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And he doesn't offer the leaving often. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. So it's not like he's saying that every single time you have the conversation. But he isn't holding you against your will. A lot of this yet? is also. I feel like there's yeah. a yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that it ever goes there, technically. Like, like, technically. If you were to push to leave, there is a, a thing later where he says, don't leave. So okay. I wouldn't say that he he never does it. But I've this, never gotten there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's not part of a bad ending. So you might okay. have just not remembered it. Um, but he now is refusing to go into work, um, starts talking about how he wants you to give him time to sort through his, um, his emotions. He's just really worried about my, what might happen to you. Please don't leave. Like, if you have to, you can, but please don't. Baby, come back. You can put it all on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and he's like freaking out thinking that she's going to disappear if if you leave the apartment. Because all of these anxieties that he was placing on Elizabeth, he is now placing on you. It was like a, a flip. It was like a switch. He's and starting to buy you nice clothes and asking like, if you want to go shopping. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? That's super Very- sus. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. like, possessive, wealthy guy tropes that I personally don't love. Um, and at least you have the opportunity here to be like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Chill maybe a little bit. Um, and he, at this stage, um, kind of goes about in things weirdly. Um, mm-hmm. And it gets worse because Sarah comes not to me. his apartment not, not you sarah <laughs> not me sarah games sarah goes to juman's apartment while you're there um she there's been like a search thing uh the members of rfa are searching his security are all searching for elizabeth the third because of course she goes to his apartment with a picture of a cat um saying that she found elizabeth and it's not elizabeth <laughs> actually like not even fucking close it's it's a white cat with blue eyes but it's not his white cat with blue eyes (laughs) um and i'm not sure if she was trying to pass off a cat that's not his cat to like ingratiate herself to him or if she i don't think she thought it was actually his cat but oh, i'm sure she didn't i feel very sure she didn't yeah (laughs) and trying to get close to him by being like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was her. I'll keep looking and try to, like, ingratiate herself. Um, Meanwhile, but, some poor child two blocks down is crying because some <laughs> somebody just came by and cat. snatched yeah. their cat. Yeah. Or at least took a creepy picture of, of right. the cat. Yeah. Um, But in this interaction, she starts yelling at you because she's trying to blackmail and like 
finagle her way into marrying Jumin. And she's seeing now that there is somebody that is actually standing in her way, like an actual person that he is obviously showing care and um, affection towards. Not that she can tell from this interaction that you're kind of being held there due to his mounting nervous breakdown. Um, but <laughs> she starts yelling at you. Nervous uh, breakdown names. intensifies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, calling you names. And Juman says, I will give you money if you and Glam leave me and my father alone. And she falls However much it. money you want. Like, yeah, wow. she falls for it. Um, Like showing that, like, truly they did only want money all this time. Wow. And she does kind of push. try to push it. Yeah. She says that she's like, she's still kind of finagling to try to force the issue of this marriage. Because like, you can say you'll give somebody all the money you want. But if they take all of your money in a divorce proceeding, that's always different. Right. And he is told by her that she will not leave unless Juman kisses you because she's trying to. Yeah. Which he does. He does. He does kiss you here. And it's like romance. Well, that's performative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing with her pushing that to try to make them define that relationship instead like kind of hoping that um yeah i love that picture kind of okay, hoping it's a, a the picture that it, the picture's a little weird because it's jubin kissing the main character but he's looking past her to sarah i assume <laughs> there's so there are two in this but there's the one where he's like staring straight at sarah and then the other one where he closes his eyes after realizing Aww. he likes it and i will say in terms of cgs for um characters I don't always like every CG that they put out. I feel like they aren't always like designed. I, I, I'm gonna feel like a dumbass. What does CG stand for? Oh yeah, it's the the um, computer. I always called it collector graphics, but we discovered last time that it's called it's like computer com- graphics. Computer graphics. So it's the pictures that you get throughout the route. Oh, I would think yeah. character you, like, graphics them. would be whatever. Correct. Yeah. I was also confused when I found yeah. out what they were called. <laughs> Despite, like, having been in the genre of game for a while. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jumin does talk to you after this and admits that he has wanted to kiss you ever since you showed up. So Aww. he's been, he's been like, enamored with you since the first moment that you entered into his penthouse. Um, and this is also one of the times where you can tell him that you should probably take some time away from each other a little bit well you can tell him that you want to make sure that this isn't like something because he's having an anxiety attack over his cat being missing when he's obviously having such strong emotional reaction to everything that's happening right or you can seems responsible (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Part of your job in this game is to be the only sane man in the room, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you can also lean into just continuing this relationship without thinking about all of this stuff, which starts you on the bad path endings. So whew, depending on what you do, he can become more paranoid and obsessive. Oh, but, um, <laughs> not a good look. 
you um you get this over and over and he becomes more unstable when you try to leave because you tell him it might be better for the two of you to take a breath and take a little bit of time to yourselves because of this unhealthy behavior. And this is when Juman snaps and slams the door closed and kind of does that. Um, there's the a creepy lean over bit. The is it Kamadan? Uh, there is a specific Japanese word for it, but Did leans over you, trapping you against the wall. I think it's Kabadan. Um, like the arm against the wall, trapping the girl, like looking under to her. You see this in anime all the time. Um, Sidebar, there are good ways to get out of this hold and you can uh, look them up online if you ever <laughs> needed to know, self-defense wise. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty basic self-defense move. Yes, it yes. is. <laughs> and there's a lot of funny... Um, takes on it that like kids in Japan will do all the time um, if, in case you ever want to look at that because it's such like a Japanese uh, trope that they do a lot of twists and funny skits up for it. See, that's weird. Cause I find I, that particular stance kind of reminds me of a lot of stuff you get in like American high school representation where mm-hmm. the hot jock leans up against leans the, over the locker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like puts the hand it up is- and kind of traps them. It is a common thing in Western um, media, too. But in Japan, it's like a thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. a thing thing. Like, they have a specific word for it. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, make skits about it online all the time. Um, so it does, a, it does happen. You'll notice that, like, cultures aren't necessarily all removed. But yes. Um, but <laughs> to get back on track, uh, he starts talking about why are you running away he doesn't understand why you want to leave when all he wants to do is protect you he knows what's good for you and that it's Mm. your best interest Uh to stay and Uh you start talking to him exactly so this is obviously not good (laughs) you start talking to him about how all you wanted to do was get some fresh air um and this is when the unhealthy actions of MC start making their debut mm-hmm. talking about it's best if she stays until his anxiety starts to calm down and he moves away and starts apologizing. Um, he doesn't want to react like this and be like this. And he hopes you forgive him. Please give him time because he really cares about you and he wants to move on to be a proper couple. Mm. So it's, there's like, this isn't a However, good thing that he's done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and but wait, there's more. Yeah. I mean, uh, however, he continues to not go into work, um, which is starting to really get to Jehi, who is trying to handle everything in his absence. Um, the other members of the RFA are like, just really not okay with everything that's going on. Um, and they're trying to convince you mean mostly, and you, the MC, that you probably need to go back to Rika's apartment. Um, for one, you're not getting your work done for the party. For two, like he needs to take some space away, um, mm-hmm. away from your character. So, and there's totally not a bomb in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that just um, the whole goddamn thing. It's like, and there's still a bomb in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie actually winds up showing up to like talk Mm -hmm. to Jumin in person. Um, Mm -hmm. But he actually turns her away from, yeah, from speaking with him. Rude. Yeah. 
Um, so that's when Zen and Jaehee are really like, okay, this is this is ungood. This is less mm-hmm. than good. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, there is a a section soon after here too where Jumin actually does leave to meet with his father, um, because obviously during all of this, you're also dealing with the fact that Glam Chow, Glam Chui is trying to trap Jumin into a marriage with Sarah. And Jumin meets with his father and tells him what he learned, that Sarah and Glam are using him for money. That's all that they're looking for here. But he also tells his father that he finally understands how unpredictable your reactions and feelings can be when you fall in love. And he reveals that he's in love with somebody. Um, and the father cat, is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he says women. He says a woman. Um, okay. And his father is shocked, obviously, because Juman has never showed interest in anybody besides his best friend V and his pet cat. And this understanding, um, of feelings and how it affects you helps bring them to reconciliation and they they start on that track now this <laughs> is when Yusung finds elizabeth <laughs> so for real real for real, real. all of this is, whole this, time in the background all of the stuff with the mint eye cult has still been going on it's just that you and Jumin have really not been involved in it because Jumin's having a nervous breakdown. Of and course. you're focused on him having a nervous breakdown and kind of being stuck in his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, Yu Sung does find Elizabeth III as Zen's dream predicted. <laughs> and um, he brings the cat back after um, him and 707 have an encounter with unknown whose um major contribution so far has been uh threatening to set the bomb off in your apartment in previous routes trying to kidnap you in previous routes blinding getting you to the apartment in, in the first place yeah getting so you a, to the apartment so we're not a big fan of this unknown <gasps> so mm, oh we'll talk about that uh, we'll, next time we'll talk about it in seven's route we'll okay. talk about Actually, that yeah in seven's route. route we will um but we're just going to say that they encounter each other <laughs> right now here. Um, there's more to that story, as you can imagine. Now, despite Elizabeth being found and safe, Jumin has now progressed to refusing to take Elizabeth III back. What? He she ran believes, away from him. He believes she ran away from him because he was treating her badly and treating her more than a pet by putting all of these expectations upon her. And now he has you in his life. Uh, it's so a he cat. Feed her. Yeah. It's a yeah. cat. Yeah. Like, so, it's your cat. You don't just know. Not the- only that, it's proof that he's now projecting everything that he was projecting on Elizabeth onto you. So not only was that unhealthy, he's now progressed to unhealthily projecting all of this onto a human woman. <laughs> Take the cat and, back. Right. Yeah. So at Jesus. this point, poor Yusung is dealing with this crazy picky ass cat oh. who like, <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, but V luckily, finds out what's going on. Um, 
yeah. and shows up to bring Elizabeth back to Jumin. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. kind of depending on on what happens here, your your character can choose, you know, different routes. Um, but Jumin finally agrees to let you like leave and take Elizabeth back. Um, so you do a swap. Reassured, yeah. <laughs> after being reassured by V um, that yes. You're a good pet owner. You love your cat very much. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you help. Like, you talk yeah. to Jumin about all of the things he's done to care for her, how he knows what he did wrong now so he can be better in the future. It's yeah. A, it, it's a cat. I know. Yeah. It's very yeah. fraught, though. It's <laughs> like, so fraught. I mean... Like, it also rolls in, like, you find out stuff about his stepmother who treated him poorly and, like, all of these other... Like things that not to use his actions, but you get a better understanding. So he's taking his mommy issues out on a cat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Mm -hmm. then takes all of his cat mommy issues out on a human. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. during this discussion, I'm just imagining (laughs) Trinity, you guys, Trinity, my dog has three legs and we were like, whatever, you know, she doesn't look like she's going to run away. (laughs) (laughs) She ran away. Yeah. Yeah. Walked out once too. When she came back, it wasn't, oh, I have treated you poorly. I cannot, I will not take it. I cried and hugged her for like ever. How do you, you can't just, what? Yep. It's a cat. It, it's he weird. was still worried when she was missing. And then when he was, when she was found, he was very relieved, but he felt unworthy basically because he feels things very strongly despite his logical cold disposition that he presents it's not right (laughs) in part of this conversation with v is talking about how he's a good owner and now he can more healthily have normal person interactions with his pet (laughs) (laughs) normal person interactions with his pet i mean he probably doesn't need to be counting how many hairs she loses every hour yeah you know Things of that nature. Creating a healthier relationship (laughs) with how he treats his animals in conjunction with his emotions, right? And this helps him also come to the realization that it wasn't right for him to project all this onto Elizabeth. Him doing this to MC, the main character yourself, is also not fine. Oh, so we got a bunch of fucking uh, Captain Obvious is here. Yes. Uh Uh (laughs) A lot of realizations pop, pop, popping off. (laughs) And he he wants to now make sure that he has an equal love with you. He doesn't want this obsessive love that he's been doing all this time. He wants to have something healthy and equal and dual. Yeah. He wants to have a good relationship. And to make sure this can happen, too, he does need to take care of this issue with glam and Sarah. Um, so that is rolling into <laughs> the end of the his route. Yes. Um, for this, um, let me, sorry. I scrolled away. That's okay. <sighs> Are we going to this, the good ending first? This is a long thing. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, the good ending, everyone arrives to the party and you find out that Jumin has invited his father, as well as Glam Shui and Sarah. Oh, um, okay. And a massive crowd of reporters and other media outlets. Oh, no. He so, proposes, doesn't he? No. Oh. Um, no? No. No, he uh, doesn't. 
V and V and V shows up as well, which is kind of actually rare in these parties. Um, so V actually does show up in this one. Um, and they wind up giving this big speech um, about what's been going on between Chairman Han, Blam, and Sarah. Wait, who gives um, the speech? Jumin. Jumin. Okay. Um, he he does start off um, talking about how he once was a cold person that had never felt love. And he met somebody and it changed his perception, et cetera, et cetera. And this is yeah, funny. Right? but it's funny because during this speech it keeps cutting back to glam and sarah who thinks he's talking about sarah Sarah. (laughs) why would they're delusional to go away it's a whole thing Hmm. yeah they're stupid i don't they're like delusional people that think they Mm -hmm. could just do whatever the hell they want (laughs) apparently and like them being invited to this thing i think fed into that delusion Mm because they didn't tell them what was going to be part of this discussion yeah (sighs) but sorry for interrupting tawny go ahead (laughs) Uh, yeah but then he instead introduces you uh as his love um Mm -hmm. he then also goes through and talks uh, um, and uh, gives a bunch of information that Jaehee and Seven had pulled together to the reporters to basically end Glam Shui's entire sway that she has over his father um, mm-hmm. and also revealing that Sarah is not Glam's student. It's her little sister um, <laughs> who she forced to get a new ID and plastic surgery after the failure of their company, Sugar Round, in order to... Um, court and marry Jumin while Glam mm-hmm. would marry Chairman Han. So it's like a oh, legit, it's like damn. a legit, like fraudulent push that these chicks are trying. They're not just trying to gold dig. They are committing like fraud. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yep. So Chairman Han steps in and is finally like, tell me it's a lie. Tell me all it's a lie. And they won't. And she's like, am I going to get a lawsuit instead of, like, telling him that it's a lie? And then Sarah tries to recover something. I don't even fucking know. And that she she goes on the stage. She tells, like, a bunch of lies about her and Juman's relationship and how she gave him everything. And she's like, wow, that's interesting because I don't even have your phone number. Like, all of this. <laughs> and the room is like, oh. And that's when he approaches you. Um, he pushes through the crowd. He's he goes up and talks to you. And Jay, he's starting to freak out that he's gonna do something super reckless. And like propose. Like <laughs> you should. And V is like, no, he's not. He's gonna do something romantic. And he he meets you halfway, telling you how beautiful you look in the dress that he ordered for you, and he loves you. Well, motherfuckers are ordering dresses for you. He is a richy rich guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, that is I'm just 100%. saying, like, yeah, it is yeah. a really pretty dress. But well, yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree, Sarah. Yep, it's, it's also one much. of the things that's like, eh, but he has a weird relationship with what is and is not okay. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm like, yeah. I buy my own damn clothes, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, if yeah. Brad's like, yeah. you'd look good in that, I'm like, yes, I will pay for it now. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, yeah. Wait, does he propose to her? I was going to say, I thought he did. He does. Yes, he does. In fact. 
I forgot that he proposes to you. He did. Yeah. Okay. So oh, he so does propose to you. You did. Shit. Jumet, you did this. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is a very sweet ending. Um, it is. He has some very good things to say. So. Yes. But it, I, I would have preferred it if he didn't propose to you at this stage. Um, yeah. But that due have to yeah, due to what he feels and what you've talked about so far, it is like super apparent that he is super serious about this relationship and he doesn't intend just don't run away or you'll be just like the cat. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> no, that's bad at ending this number point, two. Yeah. It, luckily what? at this point, you <laughs> you have resolved that. That is something that you've talked about and something that he is not going to do anymore. Yeah. But in the after ending um, from this route, it is revealed that you guys get married. Um, shortly, very shortly after. Yeah. It is a very quick wedding. Um, the RFA members talk about the relationship um, and go to meet you guys at the airport to welcome you back after your honeymoon. Yay. Yeah. Um, yes. And yeah. He, he basically says to her, this is a quote. In front of the reporters. In the front of the reporters. reporters meeting mm-hmm. you after your honeymoon, yeah. And he says he wants you to choose a selfish life where you put yourself above everything else. And starts answering the reporters about how he truly loves his wife. And he's so happy to have gotten to meet you and all this kind of stuff. So in terms of Juman's relationships, in my thoughts on it, it's a very intense story. And he he swings a little bit between extremes during the story where he's struggling with his obsessive love towards you to kind of going into a different extreme direction where he puts your needs above all other needs and will do basically almost whatever you command of him. Um, he wants to make sure you have everything that you want and he'll make whatever you want happen. Um, in further DLCs and endings, you do see that he's still working normally, doing his work trips, doing all of that kind of stuff. He's not dragging you all over the world with him. So it's processed into mm-hmm. a healthy relationship. So <laughs> <However, laughs> you do have the struggles of um, being married to a workaholic because he does still work quite often. But yes, yeah. it goes However, into Healthyville. <laughs> there are three bad endings. And two bad relationship endings. Um, let's just give some highlights on this one. I would say bad story ending number two is the most prolifically spoken of. Um, and it's basically, if you encourage Jumin's obsessive and like uh, paranoid side and provoke his desires to lock you up, um, once you get through the end of day eight, the only option available to the main character is to ask Jumin to never let her escape. Um, so he ties her up, puts tracking gadgets on her, and then puts alarms all around the penthouse. Um, and it's often alluded to like a very controlling relationship, using her as a replacement for Elizabeth III. And this comes along with this collector graphic that I will go ahead and screen share. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one, that one there. Yeah, this is one of the um, famous images from Jumin's route. Um, for those of you at home, 
Jumin is sitting. Oh, what is that actually? Let me. No, I'm not going to make that reference. <laughs> uh, Jumin's sitting in a wingback chair in front of a window, and MC is walking toward him in a white dress with her hands tied behind her back with a red whip ribbon, wearing red heels with um, a chain between the shoes, showing his complete control over her and keeping her from running away. Yeah. So that's so healthy. That's bad story <laughs> number two. Um, I think, damn, that's a, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks like the chains are around her ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... So on one hand, if this is like the play that you're into, I'm not going to judge you. But right. in in reality, in your life life, um, and not in your play play, this is not <laughs> obviously something that you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I I do think this is one of the things where the the ending has become so famous because it's like a sexy picture um in a way if you're into that and it's a little bit weird to hear fans talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> as like ooh yeah because it's like you guys realize that she's like being held against her will right well i, I mean let's be real frankly kind at of. this point it's not necessarily against her will they have she's gone really into a into consensual it. um bdsm relationship however there's no indication that they've set up any of the safety nets of yeah. consensual BDSM relationships. So that. And he is obviously not approaching it from a healthy point of view. So if you were to push against this, eventually he's likely to have a bad reaction. Like that's not something that would be a healthy thing to then break out of after like leaning so hard into this issue right so yeah. oh boy and to go even further into this one of the bad relationship endings um and i'm not going to go into the whole thing but it winds up with the mc trying to climb out a window um and falling oh. from the penthouse level and dying whoa yes. the yeah. fuck yeah yeah wow yeah yeah wow yeah yeah that's so fucked it- man there are some bad endings here that are bad not because of unknown and the cult that's been going on in the background, but because of <laughs> this situation with Jumin, which is fair. Um, there are still some endings that are, that are about the cult. Um, there is one where you leave, um, you convince Jumin to let you go and V convinces him and you get back to the RFA office and unknown is waiting for you. Um, and he wants revenge on seven, but he can't get to seven directly. So he activates the bomb in Rika's apartment, killing himself and you. Um, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, Several endings where you die, <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah. So that's that's, uh, that's what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Tough. And so, um, this <laughs> went a little bit longer <laughs> than us just ladies a little bit. Just a little had bit. planned. Just a touch. Um, so we're gonna actually chop this uh, deep 
story discussion in half. <laughs> um, so we will be back again with you guys um, to talk next about 707 <laughs> with 707. Um, we want to thank you for listening. And uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to say about uh, this particular route in Jumin? And I'm really disappointed at the lack of cults. It doesn't. It wasn't a very yeah. culty route. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> oh, just but, wait till seven's route. Yeah, Boy. the next route oh, is no. a lot more. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be some cults. Oh yep. no! Um, um, it's sort of the eruption of that storyline, kind of. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um. I would say uh, just to kind of close out Jumin, um, he is one of my favorite routes, despite the problematic <laughs> elements. Um, he does have, we obviously don't get into this as much because this is like 10 days worth of content, um, but he has a lot of great lines and his uh, suave nature and the glimpses you get of his past and when he does are like heartwarming and sweet. I love the bit where he reads to you. Like yeah. that, that first night when he he he's like, she looks really tired. She should just stay here. He puts you into his bed, pulls a chair up next to it, and then just and sits down and starts you. reading to you. It's really sweet, actually. That's yeah. really adorable. Yeah. And one of the lines of his, um, I was going through a couple different things. Um, but one of his lines is I missed your voice when I woke up. So I waited for the right time to call. I couldn't wake you up. Oh! He's like, <laughs> shit. So. Oh, oh, God, my heart. When you hear about all of this creepy stuff, please know that it is couched between all of this really heartwarming and lovely stuff and it's not he is actually very effusively sweet yeah it's not an excuse for his actions but it shows you that that's not the only thing that this route is about um and i love him i really do love him um so i would say that just to close it out um i would also say um we will go into more uh other stuff next time obviously um but was there anything that was uh interesting that stuck out to you during this discussion about his character i know tawny already talked about him reading to you <laughs> um i think it's very interesting how they bring light bdsm in into this yeah mm -hmm. like i yeah. think that's pretty cool because mm -hmm. it just it just like, I don't know if I agree with the story set up for it, but it's nice to see that it's not treated, like, terribly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's and a big... I do kind um, of feel like they're going a little Fifty Shades of Grey with it, because, you know, yeah, high-powered yeah. CEO and everything, but... Yeah. Uh, what year did Fifty Shades come out? I know I this game came out I think this was before. No, okay. I don't the remember. Fifty Shades came out when I was... The books were yeah. forever ago. The fan fiction was a while, a while ago that Fifty well, Shades was based off of. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty Shades is the Twilight fan fiction. Yes. Which is exactly why it sucks. Yeah, yep. 2011. So Yeah, damn it. But uh, yeah, Brad, I think Brad was still, was he working at a bookstore still? I don't know. Anyway. 
<laughs> but um, like truly, the the trope is common with the rich guy, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And it's not my favorite trope, but they managed to change it up just enough for me to feel comfortable with it in pushing him away from being controlling as being the crux of this being a good route, right? Well, um, let's be honest. Who's to say that in the good ending, y'all still don't do a little bit of BDSM play in the bedroom? That right? is you know? a fan, <laughs> like, that is a big fan thing. They think that yeah. that's still the case, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because that can be safely approached in mm-hmm. in a romantic and sexual way. You just have to talk about it and create right. boundaries. <laughs> right. I actually, damn, I can't remember the joke now, but it was a really funny joke as to why you should always use a certain safe word. Armadillo? I can't remember the joke. (laughs) Hold on. I got to see if I can find this now because it's going to bug me. Not to go off on a tangent too much, but while Sarah's looking this up, um, there's a lot of different ways to approach this kind of play safely where you can have a safe word that's a full stop. You can establish several safe words that are more of like a pause or hold back or, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Um, That like Red, yellow, green. Yeah, that's very common. Uh, The best safe word is meatloaf because (laughs) I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That came around for me. I'm worth the Google now. That works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. As soon as you said meatloaf, it went do 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 do. (laughs) It was like a. It was like a video game uh, level up experience in my brain. I really appreciated that. (laughs) Um, But thank you again, everybody, for uh, listening to our fun episode um, for our brief Atomi series that we're doing here. Um, We will be back with you again for another deep story surrounding 707 um, with Mystic Messenger. And remember... Consent is mandatory. <laughs> and sexy. Yes. Stop um, Asian hate. I was going to say, let's add stop Asian hate, please. Yes, please. Black lives still matter. Damn right they do. Still got to wear that fucking mask. Please. If you can do it, get your damn vaccine. And see you next time. Oh, oh, what's a necrophiliac safe word? Uh, I'm alive. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, oh, also, I'm Tony P. Thompson. I'm Jordan Fishburne. And I am Sarah Babe. <laughs> this is Romancing the Game. Bye. Bye.